the latest induction to the former Oakland great Hall of Fame, Robert Paul Melvin. 2011 to 2021. He has a he had a record of 853 losses, 764 or 853 wins, 764 losses, win percentage of 528, which included six postseason appearances. I feels like more than six, really. Uh, one, two, three. With the A's, yeah, actually. Five, six, yeah. Robert, Bob, your gift Bob. card to Roberto's Burrito and Del Mar is on your way because that's where you're going to be living now. That's where you're going. Hey, Bob, check out Moonshine Flats. It's right around the corner from the stadium. Yeah, so it's legit. Like if uh, if Bob, shout house. yeah, if Bob or or Lexi Melvin, uh, I, don't, I don't think she's really connected with. I follow her on Twitter. I think she's really connected with the team. But hey, if you need San Diego connections, let us know. We're pretty familiar. That we are. Uh, welcome to Town Tailgate Podcast. That is Julio Reynoso inducting the latest member of the former Oakland Great Hall of Fame. I am Chris Madrigal, um, part of the Around the Diamond Podcast Network. Um, some shocking news last week. So this pod is is the Bo Mel pod. Shocking news last week. Bob Melvin um, signs a deal to become the Padres' next manager. Um, I think the mostly the reason why this news is shocking is because Bob just signed an extension um, back in August um, to continue to be the A's um, uh, manager, but. Um, you know, certain circumstances. It's just the way the season's just been going. That's just kind of how it feels. Um, he had a press conference today. Had a lot of things to say. Um, he did an interview with Brody Brazil as well today. So we're gonna dive deep into all of that and di- really digest um, everything that um, has been occurring with this um, whole situation. But first off. I don't know. He doesn't look like a Robert to me. He'll always be Bob. And honestly, are we surprised that his middle name's Paul? No, I was I was gonna stereotype and uh, either go with like Andrew or Jonathan. Paul, solid name. Don't get me wrong. Love me a good Paul, but no surprise there. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Yeah, it was like a stereotypical like. Six-year-old uh, white man, middle name Paul. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even though, even though, <laughs> my. Go ahead. I'm gonna give you. I'll, I won't get too far into this. So here's a full rundown of my brother's full names. Right. You you said I'm not. No no. Get it, I'll, I'll get this. there. I'll get but there in a second. No. Let me tell you. Let me down of the full names. Here. Let, let me just tell you. It's pretty funny. Uh, my oldest brother. No. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Uh, Elias Manuel Reynoso, and then. So second oldest, Severo Armando Reynoso. And then me, I'm the youngest. I'll get, and then it's Julio Antonio Reynoso. Mm-hmm. And then there's my third oldest brother, Andrew Paul. Really? So your parents just went like super American with the first one, but then, uh, uh, but then oh, no, the he's the third, he's third in line, but yeah. But again, oh, so third I mean, when, I hear, when so, I hear Paul, so I'm just like, oh. above you. 
just above you. He he's he's named after my mom's cousin who passed away at a young age, but like still. Oh, okay. All right. Full stain. Yeah. Hey, you started this. You're the one who commented the name Paul. It's you know. No, just... I I was I was hold on. No no no. I was gonna uh, say because I can't say shit. My name's Christopher, Carl. I mean, you know, Carl? that's about as American. That's about as American basic as it gets. Christopher Carl. Yeah. You don't know a lot of Carls. That's the thing. I don't think Carl's. <clears throat> you don't think Carl's a what? I don't think Carl's a basic name. I feel like it's a pretty basic name. I mean, I that that was my grandpa's name. That's why I named that. But I think uh, I, I think Carl Marx Carl, ruined the reputa- reputation. I think that um, Carl from The Walking Dead ruined the reputation. I was Carl. also thinking Carl from The Simpsons too. I don't watch enough Simpsons to know what character you're referencing in in classic Julio fashion. <laughs> to um, yeah, whatever. All right, Chris, where do we start, man? It's just like uh, I just don't want to talk about this inevitable. It's just like it's like well, every I mean, two well, weeks well, I mean, we have to talk about some bad shit with this team. It, it just keeps getting worse. I know, I know, I know. And we ha- we kind of had some good news this past week too, with like the county passing the the you know the funding and and the the plans for. Um, for the Howard Terminal Stadium site, but then I think it was the next day this news came out, so it just kind of like rained on any parade that that could have had. Um, but yeah, I mean, what was your first reaction? Because I, I texted you it and you didn't even know. Yeah, that's right. Isn't that what you what? texted me too? What? Yeah. Oh God! And I think it was like right before uh, the World Series about to start too. So it was like yeah, I think it, was it was like, like Thursday two night football was about it. to kick off. The World Series was about to start, or game yeah. three or whatever it was. Uh, oh God, yeah. Um, my initial reaction was, it makes sense. It makes it made sense in that moment because I think we were all kind of like seeing a little bit of the writing with the on the wall with where this team was going to be heading in terms of talent and all that, and. I think this kind of seemed like an indication of it because this would have, if this team is going to be a rebuild, this would have been his second. Well, if you count when he came to the team, that's true. Okay. So this has been his, his third. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I was just, sh- I was shocked. I did not. I thought he would probably stay around for just at least to that extent. He only signed that one year extension. It wasn't multi-year. But I thought he'd yeah. hang around for at least through that. But boy, things are going to be. I think it's going to be really interesting. But just very shocked. Like on a scale of one to ten, probably like a eight. What about you? I I mean I just didn't. He could have left years ago. So like that was what I what was so shocking to me. But after hearing. The thing that you said in the Brody Brazil interview, which we'll get to in a minute, it makes a lot more sense now Um, because they've always kind of dogged him in terms of, I mean, in classic ace fashion, they've always kind of dogged him in terms of contracts and extensions and stuff like that, even though he's earned it. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I was working, I'm sitting at my computer and then like my iPad's usually like for people referencing watching YouTube, it's like I have a screen right here. To the left that's like my main like monitor and then right below it's an ipad and i just kind of like was i remember i was like typing up an email and i peeked down and i was like dude oh my god and i opened up the article and read it and just like 
I don't know. I mean, it, I, I, I think it's just a sign of things to come. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be, you know, we, we've been telling Robbie Schlatter, we've been talking to him a lot about this and just kind of about, you know, cause he is a Yankees fan. So he expects the Yankees to buy every player who's ever existed in major league baseball. Um, and one of those players being Matt Olson and, if you look at the contracts logistics, it didn't doesn't make sense for the A's to trade Matt Olson this offseason unless there's a, an amazing deal. But after this move, I think that's the writing is on the wall that they went to him, they told him, This is what we're doing. You either are with it or you're not. And then he was like, Maybe I'm with it if you can extend my contract more. And they were like they just didn't respond. And so he was like, All right cool you're gonna ghost me then i'm gonna go to the team down south who has an insane amount of talent and can probably do something with it i mean the best manager in baseball and arguably but i would say the best manager in baseball just went to probably the third most talented team in in the league in the national league or just in general just in general debatable but he's got the top three player in the league in baseball there he's got mm-hmm. like hyper talent he's got a, a gm that is aggressive and will we'll we'll get a little bit more in the what, what the padres get out of bomo but let's it's actually a good segue i like this a little bit what do you think is really besides the obvious thing of like he actually gets to have money that a front office will spend and retain guys like what do you think he is going to do like get the best out of from that team. Hmm. <clears throat> um, well, the, the biggest issue in there with their team was their clubhouse chemistry chemistry, which I think was obvious when we saw the Manny Machado fight with um, Fernando Tatis and historically Bob Melvin guys rally around him. And he's really good at, at um, chemistry, team chemistry and, and um, camaraderie and stuff like that. So I think that, I don't know what he does. I've never really heard stories about it. So I think that is going to be the most important thing that team's going to have because it's a lot of young, talented dudes with not really much leadership, and he's going to bring some steady leadership to that team. I And, you know, I, my second thing would be um, he's going to find great pitching because whatever his his um, mentality is or is his strategy or, for lack of a better word, um, is when it when it comes to starting pitching, he always seems to find. I wouldn't say that he finds talent, but he finds things in guys he that are undervalued, and he utilizes the shit out of that one thing that that starting pitcher does, and uses it to the ground until it's you can't anymore. But this starting pitching is so fucking talented. This team, he's not gonna really need to do that. So I I think that their starting pitching is gonna be so superior next year because he's going to utilize whatever it is that he that barring injury because that was a big another big problem this year that too yeah was the chemistry and then injury issues which you you pretty much nailed it right from the get-go i think he's he's just going to be the adult in the room for that team Mm -hmm. where uh, i think manny machado really wants to be a leader and i think he He's there, but I, you can tell just because of that spat and some other shit he said, he's not there yet. And I think a part of it is like 
really the best manager he's had throughout his career was well Dave Roberts, but I'll shut short time. Was Buck Showalter. Um, yeah. So I think and Bowmel's really does a great job of like. But he wasn't a leader when he was there, though. Adam. No, Jones yeah, he's still a kid. Clubhouse there. Yeah. And I think one thing that's really going to what he's going to bring that will really impact the team is just like he's old school. Like he is yeah. old, but I think he's really adaptable to the times. He's really adaptable when yeah. it came to, you know, look at this team over this last eight years of really it was him just kind of accepting those sabermetrics and the advanced analytics to get the most, the best out of it. And, you know, in mm-hmm. San Diego, they're going to love that shit. When it comes to just bringing that, so but also, but also, Julio things like noticing like my team is really good base runners. So like, let's get old, go old school, and let's utilize this one thing that my team is really good at, and go heavy on it. So let's be more aggressive on the bases. Let's steal more bases. Blah blah blah. Even though he's never been a base dealer guy, steal manager. I think one of the big winners too. You kind of talked about the pitching. Um, there's nothing that Bowmel loves more than that than catchers uh, yeah. look look at a, throughout the last 10 years of his age run he's had some really good catchers who um even when they've left the team they've kind of can like kept that same kind of mindset of leadership attitude with them like look at Stephen vogue and Derek norris mm-hmm. um now sean murphy's coming up on was going to be the next guy so uh, Victor Carantini, I know he's not an everyday guy, but I think he's really going to be a a big uh, a big upgrade for him. And then Austin Nola is, I think both those guys' stocks are going to start surging. I think they become a lot smarter behind the plate when it comes to calling games and to just certain other things. Um, I like Austin Nola already as it is. I can't. Yeah, Austin. Yeah, he's solid. Uh, is he better than his brother? Debatable. Even though they're different positions. But... Different positions there, dude. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, was this full is you know their actual last name is uh, Austin New Orleans but it's too much so they just shortened it to Nola that wasn't funny yeah whatever I tried <laughs> yeah uh, but me it, picking on you for it was <laughs> got it, him it's gonna be uh I think he's he's really going to bring some really great stuff over there uh the one quote that was pretty interesting though uh during the press conference uh, bring it up from our dude Martin Gallegos. Shout out to Martin. Uh, he's Martin. not expecting to bring any of his coaches over from Oakland. Yeah. And you know any if you know anything about Bowmel, he loves his guys. So super surprising with that. Is it though? I think that's a sign of who the A's might be hiring next. Oh yeah, for sure. Unfortunately, because we, I think we, I mean, maybe not unfortunately, because we all love Kotze, and I think he'll he would he'll do a great job, or or Christensen, or or whoever it is, definitely not Darren Bush. Hopefully, thank God. Um, but uh, it, it sucks if it's not Wash Ron Washington gets a job here with the A's. But anyway, I mean that's another topic. Um, <clears throat> also, something to think about: he's going to another pitcher's ballpark. Yep. Yeah. That's going to be it. It's he's going to be able to thrive really quickly on that. And plus, I think the Padres, I, I yeah, the numbers in front of me are seem like a pretty dependent home run team. The Padres and A's are actually pretty similarly built if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, they pretty, don't have as much depth though. That's one thing I would say is I was worrisome because you know how much he likes to mix up matches lineups. 
hey, well, guess what? He's got a GM who's willing to spend a shit ton of money. So you can go get that debt easily. Hey, I really love yeah. having Josh Harrison in Oakland. We should uh, sign him and have him come down here. Oh, hey, I think we can go pick up Chad Pender. He's not a free agent, but we can probably trade this prospect and get him. Yeah. So that's the, that's the thing, dude. Like, think we've only said this for years. Like, man, imagine if this guy had a an open payroll and a GM who, you know, the G, you know, uh, Billy and David Forrest really showed kind of like, you know, we want to do this by some of the moves they did this year. But uh, now he's like got a GM who's like crazy. Like, yeah, we'll do whatever you want to do. We'll do it kind of thing. Make the moves. Look, all the, yeah. You, one thing that I, I, I'm really tired of hearing casual baseball fans say is like, if we have a payroll, then we're going to be good. Well, look at the Yankees. They've had a payroll for the entire existence of their of their franchise in the past Ever since 2009, all they do is spend, 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 and their managers just can't quite put it together in order to get shit going. So at the end of the day, it looks like baseball is not all about how much money you can spend. Dodgers are a similar factor. It took them a 60-game game season to win their World Series. I'm not discrediting their World Series, but that is a, a note on that World Series. They spend, spend, spend every single offseason – just doesn't quite put it together. They still lose in the NLCS. So like there's something about also a smart up-to-date manager who's going to utilize every single aspect of, of the roster that he has in order to get these wins together. And I think that like Bob Melvin and that payroll is going to be an insane combination. And they have the prospects. Like if they want to make those moves. Do they still have them? Yeah, they still got a lot of. That still have a I lot haven't of, looked up their farm system in a while. Yeah, uh, C.J. Abrams, who's like one of the top like uh, infield. He's infield or outfield. I can't remember. And then Mackenzie Gore. We were supposed to see him this year. He didn't really play too much. In Mackenzie the Gore. That's a badass name. Mackenzie Gore. It's like it kind of sounds like a Mortal Kombat character. It kind of does. Mackenzie right? Gore, Sonya Blade. <laughs> anyway, Sub Zero. Yeah. It's they're going to he's a lucky man. He's a really lucky man because if I think let's not forget they I was it three, four years ago the Yankees actually called Oakland about getting Bowmel and they declined. Yeah. They, I don't think there could have been any potential openings for him that would have been any better. Because yeah. who what teams had openings over the last few weeks that it got filled? So the Mets Cardinals. That's not Cardinals. Filled. Cardinals would have been awesome. I think Cardinals actually would have been a really good fit for him, seeing what they were able to do. But he's a California kid. I think he wanted to stay on the West Coast. That's yeah, that's true. Like he's sixty. Not that he's old, but like I think staying on the. I think he's only ever coached for West teams. Now that I think about it. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Seattle, Arizona, DA's, and, and yeah, yeah, Mariners and and the D-back. and like yeah, Mets are a disaster. That's yeah. not. He wouldn't have gone there. Well, let's talk about this press conference. Yeah, I mean, you have the quotes, so you want to just dig in? So it's actually, it kind of worked out really well for us, folks. So we were originally going to record this last night uh, after, like, the end of Sunday football. Uh, Chris had some people over, so just didn't match up. But uh, luckily, it worked out better for us because guess what? Boma had his his press conference earlier today, and not only did it happen – but if you go on the 
Padre's Twitter, their their image of like welcome Bob Melvin to San Diego. It's him in his A's uniform. He like you guys could even like Photoshop a little bit. Like you know, understand you might be like, these interns are doing it, but it, I point? think it'd be too obvious and lame though if they did that. You know, that's true. But it just looked like those weird Laker fans are like Photoshopping like every young superstar in a Lakers jersey. Don't even get me started with that. I remember with when DeMar DeRozan's contract was Zion already up, there. and they're like, DeMar DeRozan's going to be a fucking like. Anyway, sorry. All right, so his press conference happened. Uh, the biggest quote that was getting a lot of traction was uh, that we got this from Steve Berman, or the Barrier Sports Barry Guy. Barrier Sports Guy. He's beat writer for The Athletic. Uh, well, he went exact- on the radio. He didn't. He didn't write this, right? No, this is an excerpt of what Bob Melvin said during his press conference. Got it, got it. I was lucky enough for Billy, Billy Bean, to continually extend my contract where it was never really a conversation. So, when I had an option, picked up last year, it didn't surprise me with my history with Billy and the organization. But it was the last year of that, and who knows where they're going. They tend to churn sometimes. They have a different players there from time to time based on the fact that it is a little bit of a small, smaller budget. That's not the case here. There are different trajectories for our organizations. I'm not sure what the next trajectory is there right now, but it never occurred to me that something like this was a possibility. And then when we did have that conversation, it was excited to hear about that possibility. What do you know, Balmel, that we don't <laughs> I mean, he kind of wrote the writing on the wall without actually saying it. Yeah. So. Especially using terms like churn. It's like, oh, great. It's happening. Yeah. We know it's going to happen. Billy Bean also put out a a great quote. He said, I want to thank Bob for an incredible decade as a manager of the Oakland A's. He leaves here as the winningest manager in Oakland history and as one of the all-time greats for this franchise. His passion for the A's on and off the field, his brilliant mind of the game. And his professionalism in every situation made him the perfect manager for us for the last 11 years. Wishing nothing but the best in this opportunity and beyond. Do you think he gets his, uh, you think he gets a jersey retired when he goes to Cooperstown? 10 years is a long time. I feel like he would. Yeah. 11 years, actually. Because he came in 2010. 2009? 12 years? Yeah, think, if you think about it. It's like 11 years he was in that role. Mm-hmm. And if you think about we we're so fondly like or we have like fond memories of like the Moneyball era. Yeah. And there was three different managers over those 10 years and like he was he had the same run if you think about it. Yeah. So I mean before him the the second most winning manager in Oakland A's history was Art Howe and he passed him like so fast. And our our hell was there for what? A long time, dude. Four years? Five years? More than that. Didn't he come on 90... He came on the beginning of Billy's Billy's tenure. 99? 98? 97? 98. Let's see. He might have been the manager immediately after La Russa. Yeah, 96 through 2002. 96. And that's when Billy took over, too. 96. Wow. Or no. Maybe I can't remember. No, Billy took over ninety nine. He was a scout in ninety six. Yeah, but 
Yeah. With that, yeah, with that quote, it just, I don't know what else to say, man. It's just like, it's going to happen. Let's just have this as like a vent session because it's more like we've been through this before. We've been through this multiple times before. It's mm. just this time it's just a little bit harder because of, you know, I, I think Howard's terminal is going to happen. At the end of the day, it's going to be there. But I think it's just that little thought in the back of everybody, every A's fan's head that's just like, you know, we've been fucked before for forever. It seems like, or at least for like as long as I have a like a vivid memory of being an A's fan, this this shit always happens to us. So it's just hard to like really look at any bright side of this whole situation. My issue is it's they're selling the same card they sold in 2014. It was we have the stadium coming, we promise you it's coming. So we're gonna revamp this team so that we have a good team when the stadium opens. Okay, cool. Well, we're six years later and it's the same fucking situation. We don't have a stadium. You're promising, you're probably going to promise us the same thing. We're going to revamp so that we have all this talent. We have a winning team by the time the stadium opens. So it's like in 2014, when they didn't make it, it was heartbreaking. They made all these moves in the off season that 2014, right before 2015 season even though they still kind of like tried to make some competitive moves. I don't know. They were strategic anyway. Made all these moves to get all these prospects. Traded for Sean Mania, Chris Bassett. Traded for Franklin Barreto. Traded for, I don't know. List goes on and on. Derek Bart. No, he was not there. Chris Bassett um, was a part of that deal. I just said or that, brought yeah. In Marcus. Um, uh, brought in Marcus Simeon. Yeah, brought in Marcus. Chapman and Olsen were drafted, so I can't say that. Um. Yeah, and they made all these moves to get these guys. Mark Hanna was brought Lizardo. over as well. Blake which Trinan. Trade was, which trade was Lazardo a part of? He was a part of Sean Doolittle. Sean, it was Sean Doolittle and Ryan Matson. Former it. Oakland great Ryan Matson. I forgot about him. Got it. Oh yeah, he was dope. Yeah, and then and then they traded Zobrist for uh, Manaya. Oh, that was for Manaya. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they made all these trades, and they were hey, like this team's gonna be young. We they're gonna be good in three three or four years. That's when the stadium is going to open. It's going to be great. But it's, you know, we're in the same fucking situation as it is now. And, like, I don't know. I mean, they're going to – they they would probably get quite a bit for Matt Olson this offseason. I think they would get more next trade – this trade deadline next summer. But if the price is right, you got to do it this summer. Matt Chapman, I don't see moving because his stock has never been lower. So you would think, like – you know, let's. He's probably gonna win a Gold Glove this off season. Maybe if he kind of starts it off right next spring, you know, he can be the value can be up there enough to where we can get a lot from him at the trade deadline next year. He's gonna be Marquez gone. No, I think Chapman's <clears throat> gonna be a Dodger in this off season. Justin Turner's. They 30. just signed Justin Turner to this deal, though. Yeah, but he got hurt again. He's thirty-seven, thirty-eight. Yeah, he's he's old as shit. No, I think he's 36, 35. He is. He's going to be 37 next month. You want a 37 year old. You want to, you know, he's awesome. It's like you want a 37 year old third baseman. If you're trying to run it back to go to another world series. Or like, sure. Have him on the team, but it's like, I don't think he's going to be. I'd say moving to first Muncie to second. 
Trey Turner will be at short. Look, I think we're all just like, we're already bracing ourselves. We're having our fantasy trades in our mind, but it's just like, the weird, the weirdest thing about this blow mail thing is your fantasy trades are, getting... are in mine. Mine are not. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Your fantasy trades are, right, in right. Mine, are in your mind, but mine are not. Mine are not. I'm just saying. Can can I just finish this before you 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 jump yes, into yes, yes, the fantasy trades? Loriano stock has never been lower. I don't I don't see much value there because of the steroid shit. Manaya stock is probably higher than it's ever been. You got to trade him. Bassett stock's probably higher than it's ever been. You got to trade him. Uh, God, I mean, I, it, it, Loriano and and Chapman are probably the two that are. I mean, Kemp, Kemp stock is higher than it's ever been. You probably probably have to think about him. Murphy's probably the only one that's staying. Yeah, yeah, and but I I don't know. I mean, it's just it, yeah. Sorry. The weirdest part about this whole thing now, fine. was the A's are getting no compensation for losing him. For, which for, yeah oh yeah yeah which uh, you know which is when rare. the guys under contract yeah that seems like super rare and because it just shows i think at the end of the day they're just like the a's are obviously trying to cut costs at every single corner that they can yeah and you're paying a manager like uh, i think bowmel's contract was like four million a year which for a manager yeah, might be a little like too much. And that was probably like, cool, well, you know, let's find somebody else who can kind of do that. And I think that's going to lead into like, okay, well, who's going to manage this team? Like who give me, I know we talk about Ron Washington and I think Ron's going to be great, but I think he deserves better than having to coach this team next year. Whatever this skeleton, if this team stays the way it is and nobody gets moved, awesome. He deserves it. But I think we're all kind of in, like, we're all anticipating this kind of falling apart. Everyone's going to get traded. That's not fair to him. A guy who, you know, he, he's he been vouching to get another managerial job for the last five, six years. He should have had one throughout that time. And now yeah. he is going to get one. And it's just going to be kind of this, you know, like bare bones team, like that's fucked up for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah, I, I think it needs to be someone who's fully embraced analytics, um, because that's just the way that they manage. I think it needs to be someone who, probably like a Bo Porter situation, who took over a team like way too fast, or took like took a manager job way too quick because he just wanted that job and tried to prove himself. Like like Bo Porter did with the what was that 2015 Astros like just before they really got good, kind of fucked himself. That team was a mess. He was the fall guy. They fire him, get AJ Hinch in there, um, and then the team is good again. So he just kind of got screwed over. I think it's gonna have to be a guy like that. Unfortunately, I think that's what like a guy like Kotze or Christensen are there in, in that situation. Or Chip Hale might come back too and just like. It's just one of those things where it's it's either going to be a manager who got a shot, fucked it up, and wants another one, or a guy who's just coming up and, and, and wants to try and get that shot and wants it too early. You know, yeah. Because Kotze was interviewing last season, right? Yeah, yeah. The perfect, not- like, the perfect scenario for like, – it sucks because I really want Kotze to, like, get one of these jobs. But, like, a, a, a more perfect scenario is, like, a, the Dave Roberts scenario. Like take over a team that like literally was mismanaged, and his philosophy is going to change that team or something like that. But 
Yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to be one of those guys, and it's just going to be – he's going to be the fall guy for two years from now when the team's good. They're going to get someone else in there. Uh, one person I was thinking about um, – Well, the A's don't have a history of that, I must say. Bob Guerin. That team – no, dude. That team in 2008 was fucking good. That team should have been yeah, a lot actually, better. Yeah, actually, right. Yeah. That team should have been a lot better. I mean, all those teams – let's be real – those what eight nine three and a half years he was managing there he had some awesome pitching when, yeah now when you had geo dallas and uh cahill there oh no mm-hmm. was it K- was it cahill there yeah yeah and yeah yes. they were and justin dukesher you know yeah. and like justin yeah, it's, it's just prime. like but it was just like offense was horrible those years and th- but then remember in 2008 they're like okay Billy Bean's like, okay, we're going to go spend some money this offseason. We're going to make the right trades. We're going to get some offense. Let's get Matt Holiday. Let's get Jason Giambi. Let's get Manomar Garcia Parra. Let's get Orlando Cabrera. And then fucking nothing. That's just that. Yep. And that's when they realize, like, oh shit, that's on coaching. Uh, the one name that I thought, and I think he kind of adds into everything you're saying in terms of like people who want a second chance. Okay, let's let's do well, let's let's do some check boxes here. Uh, manager yeah. who deserves a second chance. All right. Uh, manager who preferably has a little bit of history with this organization and with these guys, because I think at the end of the day, you're gonna have to work with Billy and David to really make this thing work. Check. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think two guy a guy that really stood out to me is Matt Williams. He's been coaching in the Korean baseball league the cast couple, last couple years. Uh, he actually just uh, just left, right? He just, just left, left the KT Wiz or whatever. Yeah, there was a I retweeted it. I can't remember the specific reporter, but um, he's a baseball reporter reporter that uh, also does stuff for Daniel Kim. Uh, he he works mm-hmm. for ESPN, and he uh, actually is a huge KBO fan, so he's been covering it. And th- I think this might be one of the best options available as much as I love Ron Washington. I think he deserves way better. If this shit blows up, I'd be down with it. I'd be down with him. Then, then your no offense, but your suggestion the other day of Mike Schilt. I, 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 that wasn't a suggestion. It was more just like, Hey, I forgot Mike Schilt is available. You know, it wasn't like I want Mike Schilt. No. I mean, it's just, Hey, Let's not forget this guy who's a proven pretty decent manager is available. Um, one thing that I think Ron Washington brings a lot to the table, though, is the defense really fell off this past year, except for Olsen, Chapman, and uh, and and Murph. Like that's one thing that Ron Washington can really bring to the table. Some consistency to that. Especially at the shortstop position, because who knows who our shortstop is going to be next year? Hey, maybe so if, it's Nick, if it's Nick Allen, like he's going to turn Nick Allen into a fucking Gold Glove finalist, just like he did with Marcus, just like he did with Eric Chavez, all those guys. Okay, yeah, there was actually um, I was reading a piece that they were just talking about how like all those Albies. guys. Uh, Eric Chavez actually gave Ron Washington one of his Gold Gloves one year. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to win shit without wash so 
He turned Ozzy Albies into a perennial. Apparently, Ozzy Albies was a terrible fielder. Turned him into a, an insane, uh, a regular um, Gold Glove finalist as well. He he. Have, have you ever seen some of the drills that he does with these guys? Like it's super he old does school. It, he 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 does this one drill that um that is completely based off of testing your your hearing in terms of how the ball like like bounces off the ground. So he like. He makes you t- makes you like turn away, and like stick your glove out on the ground, and he'll he'll tap the ball, so it bounces up and just does like a quick like you know it just he he uses all of your senses to make you a good infielder to where like it's muscle memory and like you just you while you're fielding the ground ball you hear it bounce off the off the grass or or off the dirt a certain way and you just like your muscle memory just like makes you think like oh it's gonna like the trajectory's going this way it's just it's fucking insane yeah if they brought i just thought of a good analogy i'm gonna see if you agree with me on this if they were to bring him back which i'd be really excited for um but i just don't think this is the right place for him right right now it kind of reminds me you remember when like the 07 raiders were like art shell he's coming back mm-hmm. he's gonna be coached yep and it's like, oh no, he took the game past him up. This Art Shell, he took it. He took the Raiders to a, a AFC championship championship game in the in nineties, and he ha- has two wins. And then we got Jamarcus Russell, but like yeah. I could see that situation of just like I, shit. They, Seattle's gonna get is gonna be great. Seattle's here. Yeah. Um, Houston's of the World Series again. Yeah. Um, they have some contracts coming up though, so we'll see what's up. It's true. The, the Angels, we'll see. I think if the if Otani and Trout stay healthy, you can never count them out. But Remember that's when John said that he thought that they were the second best team in the AL West at the beginning of the season? Yeah, John. Um, that was funny. Yeah, he does that sometimes. And then the, the Rangers are just going. a joke. But yeah. it's like, dude, yeah. I think that it just falls back and like, what do you want to do? Do you really want to stop gap manager and if if Ron Washington, if he's if the Braves pull this off and they can win, knock on wood, then he's not going to have the only two opportunities you have if you want to be a manager this offseason are Oakland and Mets. And yeah. let's be real, what would you rather be involved with? That's a really tough question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to say except for just keep saying yeah. <laughs> This is true. Who would you, okay? Before we log off, who would be? Give me your top three guys you would want. I think Wash for nostalgia is probably my number one. I think it'd just be cool, <clears throat> even if it's just for two years while he face plants again. It'd be fun to see that, um, and it'd be interesting to see what his managerial style is now, because since two thousand fourteen. I can't remember if he was an analytics guy or not. I don't, I don't know if he fully embraced it, but kind of has to now. So I'd be curious to see how how he manages in a modern the modern game with the launch angle and the spin rotations and shit like that with pitching. Um, I think Chip Hale would be great because it would be just Bob Melvin 2.0. So it would just be kind of like leaving where we left or – yeah, where we left off. Um. I don't know. I mean, it's a crapshoot after that. I, I'd be, I, you know, Kate would be cool, but I, I don't, I don't want him to face plant in this situation. I think 
he deserves a better opportunity for his first opportunity than this. Yeah. I like Chip Hill now that you're talking, you've mentioned a little bit more. Um, and I, I think that a- Bob or Billy, sorry to interrupt you. I think that Billy likes Chip enough to where he wouldn't, he wouldn't be a fall guy. He would let him build a team like Bob Melvin did with the team and, and raise it up. And then once it's talented, you know, he knows that he can take the full reins and he'll give him that, you know? And, uh, well, one, we got to, if Chip Hell comes back, we got to bring back the, the Chip and Chili Bowls. Oh, yeah. Bring back Chili Davis. It's going to be 2013 all over again. Chili Davis was. <clears throat> I have that bowl, by the way. Oh, um, you did? Yeah, I think you sent, you showed me the picture of it. The Chip and Chili Yeah, bowl. my parents had it from a, a, when we moved, when they were moving out. So I'm going to. Hey, remember oh, when they used to do promotions? He just got fired by the Mets. Chili Davis did. As, fun, a, as, the, as the hitting coach? I take him over Darren Bush, that's for sure. I take anybody over Darren Bush. Um, Literally anybody. So my three would be Ron Washington, as long as he understands expectations, like you're you're probably gonna be like a stopgap manager. Mm-hmm. Which I you know, I want to be proved wrong, but it's oh. like look. It's not gonna be Chip Hale. He just took the job as as University of Arizona's uh, head right. baseball coach. That's right. Um, U, I think U of A U of A is like the U of A is like the USC of Pac twelve baseball. Like they're fucking always in the World Series. The College that's right. Series. He, he's, he was he's recruiting. A, he's an like Arizona guy too. Yeah, he is. He went so, to Arizona. He went to Arizona. Yeah. So yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. That's not happening. Anyway, sorry to interrupt you. Um, I'll go wash. But I think if, as long as he's kind of got the expectations of like, if this team gets blown up, this is probably not going to be a contender. Yeah. During your time, it's going to be scrappy. And I think if you're going to kind of really absorb this as like a Ted Lasso situation where you're like, yo, you're just helping these guys grow. Mm-hmm. And the, the winning is going to come, but you're there's a good chance you're not going to be here when it is. And if he's okay with that, then yeah, let's do it. But... Let's see. It depends on what he wants to do. Uh, I I do think Matt Williams will get a call. I think there's a yeah. He, I think it's kind of like a a uh, redemption story because he had some pretty good Nats teams back in the times when he was the manager. It just you know they just kind of couldn't get over that hump and he got fired and the rest is kind of history with him. Um, but what about I, Bobby and, Crosby? He I don't falls think he's in ready line. Yet, but but what do you what do you think? I'd like to see him on the bench this year, for sure. I I'd love to see him part of this coaching staff. Um, yeah, I remember reading a piece a while back from uh, Melissa Lockhart, and she was talking about how Bobby's done a really good job because I think he's single A coaching. Yeah, right he's now. Stockton. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of those guys. There's like three or four shortstops all up there right now and he's mm-hmm. just been doing a really good job of just like making sure everybody's getting their playing time rotating dudes out kind of figuring things out and i think he's going to be a manager at some point because he people have been really high on him um throughout the farm system I, I was i think the same piece like nick allen was talking about like yeah bobby talked yeah. so much during that time that's so, what makes me think that maybe he's in the running now because of all these prospects that are going to come up like hey let's get someone who's good who they immediately already respect 
it's just like, do you, but it kind of goes back to what you're saying earlier is like, I don't want to see a guy like that just get a job and then fall face first because he's not going to be ready yet. If you can get him there and you can have major league coaching experience on that bench with him, then maybe, but it's like, you know, who's going to want to take that job right now? Like but that, if that's get... another hire where I think it it would be with the promise of which Billy and David have done in in the past. To be fair, to be fair to them, with the promise of you're gonna get three years to develop this team. We'll see how you do once they're they're good, and we'll go from there. Like the the, the promise that that like like this is your team, and 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 we're we're all we're invested in you for like the long haul. That's the only way I could see that. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think he's ready yet, though. I think, but I think if Kotze becomes a manager, then he'd probably he'd probably get a, maybe a bench coach job or something like that. I'd say Kotze would probably be my third my third option then mm. uh, out of those three. But I think either way, Bobby Crosby should be on this bench next year, especially yeah. as we're probably going to be seeing we're going to be seeing Nick Allen next year, regardless. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be seeing a lot of these guys who've been we've been talking about the last couple of years, and they're gonna be up there. But that is gonna be for another podcast, mm. and I guess tune in next week. Not actually next week, but you know what I mean. We're still working on the Ray Pod too, folks. So stay tuned for that as well. If you want to hear some more of this uh, Bow Mill discussion as well, uh, we actually got invited to a uh, Padres fan podcast that Chris and I are going to be joining on. It's going to be called uh, The Kept Faith, as like the Friar Faithfuls, you know, Padres kind of thing. But we're going to be on there. We're going to be talking about the Bowmail situation, how he fits in with the team, and uh, just kind of give him a little A's insight. So once that does drop, uh, we'll go ahead and share it through our socials and our all usual stuff, so all that fun stuff. But uh, we're going to be recording a handful of times over these next few weeks now that I think about it. Because yeah. we're, we're going to have to do our World Series recap. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have to do, you know, wrap up the the Foss pod, and then our awards. So mm-hmm. we got some quality stuff. Baseball and never sleeps, folks. And if you're listening for the first time, because maybe you wanted to check us out, because you're friend, you're fans of the Kept Faith podcast. Um, this is an Oakland A's podcast, but we always talk national baseball. Typically during the season, first twenty minutes the season but in the off season it pretty much becomes an all national baseball talk podcast so if you like that stuff give us a follow and if you don't if this is the first time just hearing it and you're an ace fan give us a follow anyway because we're dope huh julio to quote uh kanye west because i'm dope and i do dope shit exactly all right thanks for listening everybody um yeah We'll be back on after the World Series. We'll talk about that. So stay tuned for that. Last but not least, Julio. Let's go, Oakland. Best of luck, Bowmel. We'll miss you, Bowmel. Best of luck. The Town Tailgate is an independently produced podcast. It is written and executive produced by this guy, Chris Madrigal, <laughs> and my partner in crime, Julio Reynoso. It is sound mixed and edited by yours truly. Social media management and marketing is run by, once again, my partner, Julio Reynoso. And a special thanks and shout out to my brother, Larry Madrigal, for 
composing and producing our theme song, as well as graphic designing our album cover and artwork. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Please tune in next week. Please subscribe. And last but not least, as we always say, let's go Oakland.